Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. When we look at how God loves children, one of the greatest places we can turn is the life of Moses. The children of Israel were being slaughtered. Uh, The Egyptians had let fear dominate them. And, and so all the male children were going to be killed, and the midwives, they were uh, brought into it. But God raises up people, Nathan, that I'm amazed in different professions to care at his will. Midwives in Egypt, yeah. uh, godly women like Jochebed, the mother of Moses, who was creative. The God of creation can make us creative and how to respond to difficulty. And, and here she is. She had kept him quiet after he was born, and, but he was getting like children do. You, we have one in, your, uh, in our family. His name is John Wyatt, your nephew, yeah. my, our grandson. And uh, he was quiet for quite some time, but now he's, he's getting up there where everybody hears him. He makes himself known. Well, Moses was making himself known so Jacobet had to do something, and it was creative in what she did. She took him down to the Nile River, put him in the bulrushes. It took faith. It took faith. Oh, yeah. Put creativity. When Pharaoh's daughter was bathing, sent him down the river, and when Pharaoh's daughter saw him, there was an immediate attraction. That's that, I think, female and baby connection that I think is natural in, yeah. in most cases. And so she takes that baby— and she raises it as her own, and then she sends, Jochebed sends Miriam there at the right time just to say, do you need a nurse? I know somebody that can nurse this baby, and she goes and gets her mother, and then here is Jochebed raising Moses yeah. in freedom rather than in fear. It's, it's a, an amazing divine orchestration of events. You could call it coincidence, but uh, it's too big for that. I think God was... Uh, making things happen and, you know, to save Moses' life, which eventually you would see would save millions of lives in the future. And and it was creative. And I, I just want to say today, the the interview that we do with Dan Steiner, we see his creativity and putting ultrasounds in crisis pregnancy centers because the visual sight of that baby in the womb clicks just like Pharaoh's daughter saw Moses. There was a connection when these mothers see that baby even in the womb. Nathan, there's a connection. Yeah, it it, it really is. And, you know, sometimes it it's, uh, you know, the life of a, a preborn child is, is kind of theory in some ways for some people until you can see some tangible tangible things. And, and a sonogram is one of those tangible things that really starts making it real, make, you know, making it real to the person, uh, to, the, to that mother. I was just recently just talking just now with uh, 
someone here on staff at American Family Association and about how in that time period of, of a mother's life in the middle of a, maybe of a crisis pregnancy is a time where there's some soft spiritual soil, you know, where right. uh, God can really uh, not just intervene to save the physical life of a, of a child, but also to save the spiritual life of, of, that, of that mother. And that is what preborn's mission is, to save two lives, the life of that child, but also the life of the mother spiritually. And then that mother being born again, she wants that child, and then that child comes with the possibility of great knowledge of God, whereas otherwise that child would die. Amen. So preborn is a ministry that really touches lives of people where they're hurting and when they need it. So we want you to be creative in what God does in your life. Dan, welcome. My joy to be here. It is good to have you. Well, it's just a joy to uh, be able to tour the uh, AFR studios and to meet you guys personally with the help that you've given us in saving lives and souls throughout the United States. And if you're wondering how you met, it was through Preborn. It's one of the great ministries we have in the United States. Saving souls and saving lives. That's a pretty good combination, Dan. It's a two for one. You know? <laughs> more more I mean, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean so I mean the best ministry you can support in the United States is the Church of Jesus Christ. But we're feeling like we're we're a real good second choice. Uh, of course American family is as well. And uh it's because it's not just saving lives for earth, babies saved for their earthly life from abortion. But then it's our great desire to lead their mother to Christ. And let me tell you why. So let's take two scenarios. Scenario number one, a woman comes in, she wants to have an abortion. We try to talk her out of it, and she does not choose life. She does not choose life. And that's a terrible thing. A baby's life is lost. You know, all the plans that God had, all the days written before there was one of them, as it says in Psalm 139, gone. It's tragedy. But where's that baby that next second after that abortion? It's in heaven. You bet. We've got, we can prove that from the Amen. word. You know? David, David shows that, doesn't he? Yeah, I won't go to him. but <laughs> he, yeah. I'll go to him. He can't come to me, yeah, that's but what I it can is. go to yep. him. Amen. So we know that unborn children are in heaven. Now, they're not there because they've chosen the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's, it's a default, but they are there because the word is very clear about that. And that's even pre-Christ that they're there. Now, let's take scenario number two. Woman comes in, we show her an ultrasound underwritten by a listener of American Family Radio, and she sees her baby on ultrasound, her heart is struck to the quick, and she chooses life, and, 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 and the baby is born, and, but the mother doesn't come to Christ, and she's not a Christian family. The child that was saved from abortions is not raised in a Christian family. That child grows up to be an adult, does not choose Christ, 80 years later, dies without Christ. Where's that person then? They're in hell. They're in hell. They're lost forever. And so it's so important that the pro-life message be tied to the gospel of Jesus Christ because we're, we're talking about an eternal soul here, not just an earthly soul, not just an earthly life, but an eternal life. We're born for eternity. We're formed in the image of the living God, an eternal God, and we have an eternal soul. And so it's critical that we infuse the gospel of Jesus Christ from that perspective so that mother comes to Christ she comes in, she chooses life, she chooses Christ, her life has changed, her heart is transformed, she's a new creation in Christ, she's motivated to get involved in the church, she listens to good Bible teaching like you have on exploring the Word, and so she 
leads her family to Christ, and that's the best outcome. That's what we're hoping to see. That's the goal. Yeah. Well, the mission statement makes it plain uh, of pre preborn. Our mission is to glorify Jesus Christ by equipping pregnancy centers to save more babies and souls. Amen. I love it. I love that mission statement. It's pretty clear and concise. It is pretty. <laughs> the chief purpose of all of us after we come to Christ is to glorify him. It's to glorify God. And I have five grandchildren, myself, my wife and I, and wow. one of them is about to celebrate uh, his one-year birthday, learning to walk, and they sent a video of him walking down the hallway of their house uh, <laughs> yesterday, and Jan and I was there. We're just praising the Lord for this child that was born in a family that knows the Lord Jesus Christ. And what you guys do in trying to reach these people who have come to you and come to the pregnancy centers that are centralized to the gospel, it's a vital part. I can't think you're talking about the local church being the most important. I agree. But I am telling you, the local church should promote and sponsor those local pregnancy centers in their areas because they're reaching people for Christ that that church probably is not able to do so. Yeah, that's right. It's a, The pregnancy clinics that we run and support throughout the United States are unique in that they provide an access to where America, to lost America, unchurched America lives, which is in sensuality. So 100%, 100% of the girls that walk into our center are there because they're sexually active. 65% of them are single, so they're unbiblically sexually active, and uh, they need the truth so that their life is, uh, you know, not making poor choices that lead to worse choices, which is what happens when anything. So, so, so here's what sin is. Sin is anything that's not after God's biblical design. Right. That's, that's sin. you know, whether it's a Christian not living or fulfilling his, her, his or her full, full purpose in Christ, or whether somebody has multiple boyfriends and sexual encounters, throughout, you know, their life. And so our desire is to give them a life that is grounded in God's word so that they can be blessed by the decisions that they make. Uh, and so that's really why it's uh, important that not only for the salvation of the mother and the baby, but that she doesn't become a repeat client. She's not in there next month, you know, wanting an abortion. Many, many girls that we see have three, four, five, six abortions. And so how do you stop that? It takes a change of behavior, which comes from the heart, you know, out of the heart flow, the issues of life. And so that's, that's our goal is to see a transformation in this girl through the gospel. The gospel is the only thing that can do it. And I can tell you're a gospel-based man. That is the most important thing on the earth is is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, tell us a little bit your own story. We're going to take a kind of a sidetrack for a moment concerning Preborn. And our guest today is Dan Steiner with Preborn. And AFR has teamed with them in trying to provide the ability to save lives and save souls. But I can tell the gospel is very important to you. Tell me about the gospel in your life. You know, um, when I was about five years old, I was walking through the hallway and my, my grandmother used to call my mom and dad and said, Billy Graham's on, Billy Graham's on. You need to listen to Billy Graham. <laughs> yes. And they'd have the TV on. They wouldn't particularly be paying much attention to it. But I caught my eye and my ear and I listened to this guy. I couldn't have been more than five years old. And he gave a gospel invitation. I thought to myself in my simple five-year-old mind, why, why wouldn't I want to do that? And I did. I gave my life to Christ right there, and and, and, uh, I can't say that from that five-year-old point until 
the day that uh, I graduated from college that I lived in fidelity to the Lord. I didn't. I really didn't. But in junior high, I rededicated my life to Christ, fell away in college a little bit, and then um, as soon as I graduated, I came into a gospel-preaching church and heard a clear and concise, cogent message on the death, burial, resurrection, redemption, founding Christ, and uh, I thought, man, I've been eating spiritual dog food for the last five years. I need to feast on the steak that's before me. Gave my heart to Christ, was (laughs) baptized at that point in time back in 1981, and I haven't looked back, and it's been better every year. You know, our salvation is an event, but the journey to that salvation is a pilgrimage. (laughs) And and I I found that so true. And some people have a longer pilgrimage than others. Yes. He changes lives, doesn't he? And that's the purpose of preborn is to change lives. That's exactly right. Well, I I looked on this and the following initiatives are used at preborn. One is the prayer initiative. When you talk about prayer initiative, how... I know your wife is over here, and if you're like most men, that wife, her name, by the way, Valerie, it's good to have her. She's watching this interview, and I know who's the prayer behind me, that my wife's name is Jan, and I know how she prays for me, and I pray for her. Prayer's not just important for us, but it's important for ministries as well, isn't it? Oh, it is, and so at at Preborn, we realize from whence our strength comes. It comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And so we have, if you were to walk into our office, which is a lot smaller than the complex here at AFA, the center is our prayer furnace. All the offices are around the prayer furnace. And in that prayer furnace, we have every day, all day long, is full-time prayer. And that's been ever since we started the ministry. And we grow prayer as the ministry grows. We want a continual offering before the Lord of, of prayer for our centers, prayer for these women, they would choose life, prayer from protection from the enemy. He doesn't like what we do, and his workers mm. here on earth don't like what, what we do What a statement, either. Dan. I, I just got to interrupt. He does not like. He hates children. Yep. He, he hates children. Yes, sir. Satan does. He does everything he can to hurt, maim, kill children. And when children are there, you know evil is behind it, and the Satan driving that evil. He hates souls being saved. So everything you're for, Satan's against. Yeah, that's warfare, brother. Well, it is. Uh, I've heard a quote that you can, you know, you can judge the quality of a man by his enemies. Yeah, and Jesus is very clear: the world hated me; it'll, it'll hate you too. We on exploring the word, we're in the book of John, and that's exactly what he said. Is that right? we, yeah, he was getting ready to go, and he said, "I want to tell you, they've hated me; they're going <laughs> to hate you, but." Uh, it's going to be to your advantage that I go away because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit in you. Yeah, so right. this warfare, uh, I hate to tell Satan, but it's unfair. Yep. He's losing. Yep. He's losing. And we, need to, we need to live like that, don't we? Well, we do. And uh, you know what's interesting, brother, is that uh, every time you see an enemy sent into a biblical character's life like Goliath with David or, or his brothers with Joseph or Potiphar's wife, it's meant to promote them. So what Satan means for evil, God says, this is my kid you're messing with. Amen. And I'm going to take what you do. I'm going to make him better, a better person. Valerie and I pray about this every day, you know, because we're, the enemy's hot after us. You know, we're just determined that he who began a good work will be faithful to complete it and make it better. Amen, Dan. And notwithstanding the winds of, of hell. Amen. After prayer is equipping Christ or the pregnancy centers, resource centers. How do you equip them? 
twofold. With equipment, number one, actual ultrasounds, <laughs> many of which have been underwritten by faithful listeners of AFR and Dan Selly and others, and this, even this program where we've received ultrasound machines. They're not cheap. They're like $15,000 deal to cost. It really costs us more than that to place them. But that will change a woman's mind 80% of the time, typically. 80%. You know? You know, uh, I keep up with sports. If uh, you, if a basketball player hits 80% of the foul shots, he's considered an excellent free throw shooter. Oh, yes. Just think about that. That's just basketball. Right. But in this pregnancy centers, 80% of those who come in and see that baby, they choose to keep that child. Yeah. That's... That's phenomenal. It is. And, and, and that's why the equipment is so important, because if we don't have the equipment, that's like 40% of the time we'll be able to talk them out of it. And so the difference is, you know, a picture's worth at least a thousand words in this case. They'll know the truth Jesus said, and the truth will set them free. They think that it's a blob of tissue, it's a mass of cells, but then they hear a heartbeat. Now, a heartbeat's like a smile. If you're in uh, Beijing, China, and you smile at somebody, it means the same thing as it does right here in Tupelo, Mississippi. It's a friendly <laughs> thing. Same with a heartbeat. Heartbeat is life. Yeah. It contradicts the, the liberalist lies that have been foisted upon a culture that, that, that this is not a child. Well, with technology, they can't deny it anymore. They just lie. There's denial, and then there's lying. For many years, there was denial. Right. But now, it is just when you see the technology available and you see that baby even in weeks, years, weeks so, it's, it's a lie. Yes, and and Satan is the father of lies, yeah. and so what's I, I I've seen this, and I've been in the forefront of pro life in the pulpit. That I, I mean, Good. it just is important. It has been. It's just I, I I tell people if you preach the Bible, you're going to be pro life. If you don't, you purposely avoid it. Yes, and, and I I firmly believe that. And there are those ministers who purposefully avoid the subject, and they, I think they'll be held accountable for not preaching the whole counsel of God. But when you see this child, I think technology has improved the pro-life position in the last 20 years as much as anything. Yeah. Not our rethinking of how to present it, not us being better at communicating, but I, it's, it's just science, good science, showing that this child is a child. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the best weapon we have at our disposal. Politics has failed us. It's still legal in all 50 states, although here in Mississippi we're in the most pro-life state, and hopefully it'll be illegal there soon. And already They're trying to take you know, it away, but they're we're standing strong. It. Yeah, it's great. And that's where prayer comes in, so we yes. need to be praying for this yep. initiative. Yeah, but, you know, the best thing in pro-life really is ultrasound. That makes all the difference. And, and so the other thing we do to equip them then is we, we give them the machine, and then we underwrite the cost— of that ultrasound nurse giving the woman the ultrasound. It costs money. She's got, a, she's got a, w- a wage that she's making. There's insurance, malpractice insurance. There's all kinds of things associated with providing this medical service. And so we underwrite this with our preborn child sponsorship program. There's literally thousands of AFR listeners that have underwritten one ultrasound for $28 or five ultrasounds for $140, all tax deductibly. And uh, we just take and pass that money right through to our centers. And so that equips them with the ability to do more, which is what we want to do. They're all shoestring operations for the most part, operating hand to mouth. And here we are coming in, paying for the most vital service 
you know, that ultrasound for 45 minutes. And so that's another way of equipping them. You're listening to Exploring Missions. Our guest is Dan Steiner with Preborn Ministries, working with pregnancy resource centers, providing equipment for them, information, but also evangelism training. You go back to what you started with the interview, this conversation we're having, and talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Usually, people are more ready to hear about Jesus when they're in a crisis moment and don't know where to turn. What an opportunity. And that opportunity comes in these resource centers, doesn't it? Boy, it sure does. I can't. I mean, all of us have participated in things like evangelism explosion where you go knocking on doors or passing out tracts or whatever. I'm personally an evangelist. My goal is to lead somebody to Christ every, every week if I can this year. But in this case, women are coming to us and they're, they need answers. They've bought into the lie that they can have casual sex and now think that they might be pregnant and, and they're in college or they've got a job or whatever the situation is. And so suddenly they have to figure out a different course of, 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 of living, and especially if they are pregnant. And so this is just a dramatic life change, an opportunity then to help them meet one who can give them answers that will work and get the help of the church, and that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's centristic to what we do. In fact, our centers lead the nation in the percent of women that come to Christ. So uh, we do an evangelism training for pregnancy centers. We call it the invitation. And we gather centers together. I was just last week, I got, had all the centers in the T- Tampa St. Pete area. I gathered all the center directors together, and we honed their skills in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with women. We know that if they will use our invitation curriculum, that they'll see a 50% to 150% more women come to Christ. And so this is, uh, honestly, this is the, the real reason I'm doing this, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the most important thing on the planet. Saving babies is a wonderful thing, but saving souls is even better. Amen. So while, when a girl comes in, obviously we deal with her pregnancy-related trauma first, and, and that's important, and we do that very well. You show her an ultrasound, give her what she needs so, so, so that she can have maternity clothes and baby clothes and car seats and, you know, all that she needs. But our goal and our motive behind it is to introduce her to the chief executive officer of Preborn, which is not me. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I didn't know what title to give you, so I'm glad (laughs) you cleared that up, Dan. When I think of the opportunities that the local church has in working with these pregnancy centers, you're an evangelist. Make an appeal to the people in the church who are listening to this program today to say, look beyond those walls of the church where you go and worship, which is vital, being fed the word of God, which is vital, to go on mission for God. And a lot of times we go to a foreign country, but usually somewhere in your town, in your neighborhood, there's a crisis pregnancy center that's on the front line sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. Why should people in the church who's never been involved in that before get involved? Well, it, it comes back to Acts 13, which says David, after he fulfilled God's purpose in his generation, was laid to rest with his fathers. If you're listening today, God has a purpose for you in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there's some women that are going to walk into one of our pregnancy clinics that need a woman like you or a man like you there that can share the gospel. I think of a woman by the name of Jan. She's in her early 60s. She came in to volunteer at our center, and we trained her on how to counsel and how to deal with pregnancy-related issues and how to share the gospel within the counseling room. And, and in comes a woman, a young woman, and her mother. 
mother was in her 60s. And this girl wanted to abort, and the mother was pretty much supporting, you know, her daughter aborting. And she's pregnant, and boy, it's not a good situation. And Jan, you know, through the course of counseling, couldn't really penetrate much on the girl, but she saw that that mother that brought, the, that brought this teenage girl in had the influence, and she looked at her and she said, you have any grandchildren at home? And she says, yeah. She says, this is your granddaughter or your grandson. I've got them at home. I'm a grandmother. What are you going to do about that? I mean, this, this is what it really is. She could connect. And so, dear, dear listener, if you're, if you're wanting to be used by the living God as to who you are, you're not too old and you're not too young. God has a divine appointment, many of them, waiting for you at your local Pregnancy Resource Center, Crisis Pregnancy Clinic, Women's Center, where you can love on women. If you've got a, a gift of mercy where you care about people, this is an opportunity to really just show the compassion of Christ. This isn't about protesting or legislation. This is about life and death. This is about loving people into wise decisions, the wisest decision of which is to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Your testimony and your presence, and we'll, we'll equip you, train you, stand beside you so that you can become competent and equipped to do this and confident to do this. We won't throw you to the wolves in any means. We'll hold your hand all the way through the process so that you can have a ministry. And then you can go back to your church Sunday school class cell group and say, hey, you know, I led somebody to Christ this week. And that'll happen about every week. Amen. You know, it, it does. does. It does. We hear it all the time, even here locally. I know we can pray for preborn. How else can we help preborn? Well, that'd be the first thing. Valerie, being here in our uh, studio, would say at first, the thing we need most is prayer. But secondly, you can be involved in underwriting an ultrasound for $140. You can underwrite five of them. We give 100% of that through to our centers, and it's all tax deductible. If you're interested in volunteering for preborn or for one of our pregnancy clinics, call us. And here's, here's the number for all of that, 855-601-BABY, 855-601-2229. And uh, our friendly operators are waiting for your call even at this moment. And just uh, let them know how you'd like to be involved. Maybe you're listening and you've been blessed a little more than your average person. You can underwrite one of these ultrasounds. We've got several centers that are needing those. And so $15,000 can put an ultrasound machine in a center that's waiting for one. Right now, we've got probably 10 that we are trying to place. And so that machine, day in and month out, will provide women a chance to meet their baby for the first time in person, live within their womb. And it lasts for 10 years. I mean, it's a spectacular investment. What an investment in eternity. Yes. Dan, thank you, brother, for what you do. Valerie, thank you for being that person that is a prayer warrior. I can tell that and I hear that. And may God just bless preborn. Appreciate being on. Thank you for the effort. A woman who has believed that a fetus is nothing more than tissue may feel abortion is her best answer to an unplanned pregnancy. But when she sees her baby through ultrasound, the picture changes. What was running through my, my mind was an ultrasound would change my mind. I won't have this child. I can't have this child. But as soon as I heard my daughter's heartbeat, words cannot express that feeling I had. The ministry of preborn saves babies' lives through ultrasound. By letting a mother hear her baby's heartbeat and see her baby in the womb, she'll choose life 80% of the time. For $140, you can help save five babies' lives. All gifts are tax deductible, and 100% of your gift goes to saving babies. To donate, dial 877-616-2396. 
That's 877-616-2396. Or donate securely at AFR.net. Let's help save 3,000 babies this January.